Hello, everyone, and welcome to Eve's Drop. It's a production of Big Brains Media, and we're a place where you can listen in on conversations for women, about women, and by women. So we're really glad that you joined us for this week's broadcast. Today, we're talking about something we haven't talked about before here on Eve's Drop. We're talking about money. Yes, M-O-N-E-Y, greenbacks, dead presidents, however you want to talk about that. And uh, we're also going to talk about true love and falling in love and and, and how that happens for some of us who aren't really skilled in that department. There's a lot to learn today. We're also going to talk about cancer and uh, a cancer that is rising in the female population. And we're real blessed today to have Amy Bolt as our guest. She is um, an accountant. Would that be the correct title for you, Amy? Yes. Yeah. She helps yes. us all do our taxes and how to spend our money and not spend money the way I do by just going shopping. Uh, but she's also going to talk about being a mom and cool stuff like that. So we thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Sure. You know, we met um, back in February. We judged a beauty pageant together. And, you know, I have to tell you, having competed, it's so much more fun to be a judge if you ever get the opportunity. <laughs> we had a great time. and uh, But we learned a lot about each other. The only time that we had ever met. And I'm going to start off with the love thing. Because you taught me a lot of lessons that day <laughs> about love love because I was uh, wherever you're listening in the world of course you have heard of the Alabama Crimson Tide and you know we southerners are football fanatics and the other school in the state that recently won a national championship the Auburn Tigers well we were talking that day at, at the pageant, and I said, well, you know, I want to go out with this guy, but he's a bammer. That's what we call people who are Alabama fans. <laughs> and all my Auburn friends had been protesting, and Amy said, no, give it a chance and see what happens. And I did. And uh, it didn't work out, but we're still great friends. But you know about that firsthand. Give us, t- tell us a little bit about your, your marriage, your relationship, and how you and Jeff got together. Yes, I met Jeff a while back, and, you know, we started dating um, gosh, it's been about five years ago, and we've been married for three. And I had been to Auburn University. War Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> Auburn, oh, I won't go there. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> went to Auburn. And, you know, our first, one of our first dates was to the Alabama-Auburn game. Can't remember which year, but, um, of course, Alabama won. Roll tight. <laughs> and... You know, my my quiet husband was so vocal, and I, I stormed out with the rammer jammer, and I didn't understand how vocal he could be, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to convert. I love this man. I did convert, and I'm keeping the peace in my marriage. And I guess this shows you what a diehard football fan I am. Yeah, yeah. If you're listening somewhere else in the world, I mean, maybe for you it's soccer, like Manchester United, but here, yes. In America and in the Deep South, because we're pretty much better than everybody else. Sorry. (laughs) Um, We're passionate football fans. But Amy taught me a good lesson about not so much looking on the outside of somebody, of what of their preferences, but really looking deeper to find the love of your life. Yes. And he's he's my rock spiritual leader. And I've been blessed. Yeah, that's awesome. So I keep you in mind a lot. So you guys, do you guys work together as accountants or how does that work? We do not. He is a CPA. He works for an insurance company and deals a lot on the financial side and stocks and whatnot. And but we complement each other because I've been in the corporate world, nonprofit, public accounting. And so we're a good match and we hope to eventually be in business together far on down the road. 
Although, um, I, I don't know that he wants to because he knows I'll be his boss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that will be interesting. So tell us a little more about your family, and then we'll get back to the money stuff in just a minute. But you have children? How many? I do. I have three children, a 15-year-old girl, 13-year-old boy, and a 10-year-old boy. Wow. So very rewarding being a mother, I would assume. Yes, they keep me on my knees (laughs) and on my toes. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's wonderful. So a lot of women out there are going, how how do I have it all? How do I have a great career and a great husband and a great life? Do you think that's possible? I do think it's possible, but I haven't realized that until the past year when I decided to start my own company. And I feel like I've been blessed more every year with the gift of discernment and just having faith and learning to take just emotion and imagination out of what plays into work. And I've decided that, you know, to go into my own business and be able to live up to my moral and ethical values, that that was very important and to say I have it all, you know, I stay busy. Mm-hmm. And my, my biggest, um, I, need to, I need to be able to say no to things. I think we've talked about that before. Yeah. yeah. But it's, you know, I'm getting to where I feel, I just feel blessed and humbled every day. That's wonderful. Now, you worked in the corporate world for other businesses prior yes. to owning your own business. What is the difference between what hap- what happened in the corporate world and what happens with your personal business? Because a lot of us have been down that road and um, at times shudder to think about going back to that. Absolutely. I, uh, I've had a lot of experiences, and I have to be honest and say that I, I lost my faith in humanity. I saw accounting as a very moral and ethical profession. And when you're in certain situations, you, you don't know what you're up against at times. And then you have to sit back and know how you feel about things. And you have to do what is right. And I took a risk going out on my own. But God has opened doors and has provided. And it's, it's going great. That's wonderful. For people who want to start a business as the accountant that you are and the bright woman that you are, give us some steps that folks need to go through as they're looking uh, at an economy that is dismal at best and who some people who just need work. What advice do you give people about going into their own business? Well, the best advice as even when you're applying for a job is I believe at this day and age, it's all about networking and word of mouth. And you have to do what you love. And if it's not something, you know, you absolutely love and your heart is elsewhere, but you need to do this to support your family or have a sense of independence, you just have to go for it. You know, I went into this knowing that I knew it was the right thing to do. I was blessed and start out with a lot of clients, and that doesn't always happen for people. But I think you have to put a lot of effort into it and have faith, and it will work out. So what advice would you give to folks who are are listening and are struggling financially um, as they make maybe less, um, as they're on the verge of maybe losing a home, as they maybe can't find a job? What what kind of financial advice do you give to help us make it through this um, very... No, I hate using the word dismal, but this is a difficult period in American history. 
It's a very difficult period, and I believe everyone, everyone probably struggles, even those that, you know, were wealthy before the economical crash. You know, they're having to learn a different way of life. The biggest thing is budgeting. I've come across a lot of women, single moms and families that do not know how to allocate their income because they are having to get used to that different standard of living. And that's key, is that we understand what's coming in, what's going out, and how to best utilize those funds. Because for a lot of us, um, spending money is an emotional thing. When I was doing TV, it was um, a bad day, a bad newscast. Well, let's just go over here and buy some clothes. Why? Like I needed them or whatever. How do you talk to people about getting those emotional things under control? Because I am one of the people that's too ruled by my emotions. Well, I'll be honest, as I had that, and it's, it's a coping mechanism. We all have our vices, and for a lot of women, it's shopping. Because it's instant gratification, and you know that you're going to be happy. But at the end of the day, when you get home, you wonder, what what did I spend my money on? And are you really happier? It's like when you go to Walmart, and you get to the register, and it's like $250, and you get home with all those bags, and you go, what What did did I I buy? What did I spend my money on? (laughs) Exactly. Precisely. Well, walk us through the steps of a, a healthy budgeting process. How do we begin? Okay, I like to use a zero-based budget where you take what you have coming in and on paper you spend it and you get to where you have a zero at the end. So you put some in savings, you tithe, you allocate for your mortgage, any debt you might have, and you put it all on paper, and it's a you know good rule of thumb from Dave Ramsey. He's got some mm-hmm. good systems out there where it takes you to the basics. If you can't control the plastic cards you have, then you go to cash. And cut up the plastic cards or keep one for emergencies? or You know, at this day and age, I think you have to keep one for emergencies. And you really can, by canceling your cards, it does have a negative impact. It can have a negative impact mm-hmm. on your credit. So if you don't have the savings to fall back on, I know a lot of us have lived off of our savings during this time, right. that you have to have that emergency plan. So no matter what you're going through, you just got to get it together and get started back. Yes. Without a doubt, every month there's an unexpected expense. Yeah. And it's hard to budget for, but you know it's going to be there. Why do you think God called you into accounting, working with numbers, helping people budget their lives, especially difficult people like me? I mean, I'll be real oh, honest. Difficult. <laughs> yeah, about that, I <laughs> It was really, it was a conviction I had, mm-hmm. and I really enjoy accounting. And when I went, I can't say that I was always happy where I was working because I knew how I felt about things. I knew how to do things properly. Right. But I, you know, I felt in my heart that on occasion things were not being done properly. And this, again, like I said, this is a profession that is should be based on morals and ethics. However, unfortunately, we don't see that a lot with accountants. And so to be able to make that decision and choose your clients and advise them, 
you know, I think that's a very important role and could be more important than joining or being part of the corporate world, nonprofit world. I've, you know, I've learned to be a bit of a skeptic, but that's because I've, I feel like I've learned discernment. And I think women, we need to listen to our intuition. Yes. That's very important. And I learn that every day. I'm still learning. That's so important. And I'm wondering from a financial perspective, I know as a journalist, that was one of the problems that I had that had me suicidal by the time um, I left my job in TV because I'm like, how hard is it to be ethical and tell good stories and tell the truth mm-hmm. and not be sensational in telling those stories? And as we see the U.S. media continue to devolve on a daily yes. basis, it's very scary. I see this as a, an across-the-board problem in America. You, you bring up accounting and I bring up journalism, but it seems to be a matter of the heart more than anything. It it really does. And, you know, in Isaiah, God has told us that we, he has given us a spirit of discernment and wisdom and that we're to use that. And we don't judge, it's not our place to judge right. the people that are over us and make demands of us that we're not comfortable with. But we do have the power to excuse ourselves from that situation and move forward with what we believe is correct. And sometimes it means taking that step of faith like you did. It was a huge step of faith. And I had a very supportive husband and family and strong convictions. And they said, go for it. And I knew I had such a peace about it. And God opened that door. And I'm, you know, I'm blessed. I get to work out of my home. I have wonderful clients. I get to see my children more. That's great. That's wonderful. Well, stepping back a little bit to what I said in the beginning, you're not just um, a successful woman. You're a survivor, too. That last, The first time we met and the last time we met, you tell me a little bit about your battle with cancer. How did that happen? How did you find yes. out about it? Well, I was at a postpartum visit with my second child, and it's thyroid cancer, which is, is very common mm-hmm. and a lot of very prevalent in women, and a lot of women don't even know because a lot of women have nodules on their neck, which are benign. And, you know, they the doctor said, this is not a big deal. We'll just do a biopsy. And it, I had no symptoms, but it turned out that it was positive, had thyroidectomy taken out, and it had spread throughout my entire thyroid, some lymph nodes, had radiation, had a second time. It recurred um, actually a few months after I got married in 2010. And, you know, I've I've been healthy ever since. And it's one of those cancers that is very treatable. So I'm blessed. I feel like I'm healthy. And I'm not worried about it. And there are so many other worse types of cancer out there that women deal with. And, you know, I've been told, and this is crazy, but if you had to choose one, this would be the one to choose because it's so treatable. Really? What do you, What have you learned from that valley experience? It seems like we all learn more about us, about God, about life, 
when we're going through the, the hard places. On the top of the mountain, not sure there are that many <laughs> lessons up there. It's more fun. Yes. Yeah. But what lessons? Um, I mean, going through radiation could not have been fun or chemo. Uh, no. You know, you're separated from your family. You're isolated for a while. And it's. I think it's very important if women are diagnosed with any type of illness or cancer that they don't fall into self-pity. That's so easy to do, and most of us just have a morbid view because we're not educated. And it's important that we get the education, and you stand up and you fight. I believe that attitude and your faith has a lot to do with it, and you can slip away pretty quick. So how have you grown from that experience of dealing with cancer, being diagnosed? You know, what, what was your first response when you were diagnosed? Because that, that always freaks me out. Well, I was diagnosed in Guam. I, um, my, we were in the military at one point, um, and I, I was in disbelief. Mm-hmm. You know, after the biopsy, the the surgeon said, you know, why don't you come in? I'll just talk to you about it. And when I went in there, he said, well, is your is your husband here? And I said, well, yes. And he said, well, you need to bring him back. I was like, well, okay. So I knew that wasn't good. Right. But, you know, it it was just a shock. I didn't believe it. The surgery was so long. It was probably over 10 hours long, which, of course, I didn't know. Right. But, you know, just going through it and knowing the unknown, I still get, I know I've heard Brenda Ledun talk about she still gets butterflies right. when she goes in for a visit. And we all do because you don't know what to expect next but it's brought me you know i have a lot of faith that i'm fine my work here is not done right exactly and when it is i'm ready and so you carry peace with that every day absolutely so where do you see yourself five ten years down the road what do you think god is doing in your life well i do want to keep my career as long as i can i want to um, help support my family and more importantly, teach my daughter independence. I know we've spoken about that before. Right. I think young women, um, with the divorce rate as high as it is, mm-hmm. they need to learn independence. And they need to be able to equip themselves to get out of a negative situation should that arise. Uh, same with men. You we, know. we see so many people in a, abusive situations, and they That's don't right. have the education. They don't have the skills to, to get out of that situation. That's right. And even with an education, the women that choose not to use that, and that's fine if you, if you want to stay at home and you're called to do that. But if something goes wrong, you know, you have to be able to pick up and support your children because we're not guaranteed that everything's going to work out the way we want it to. Yeah. So um, you're a very serious accountant and you work very (laughs) hard. What do you and your kids and husband do for fun? For fun? Well, Jeff and I have, we have taken professional dance lessons. That's so cool. It's a lot of fun. And it's just, we've had to learn that the date nights are important because having the kids, you know, it's nonstop. And he is so great. He he plays with the boys and, you know, talks with our daughter. And he's so involved in their lives. And that that alone, you know, he never had children before. And he's just fallen right into that perfect 
fatherly role and it's amazing. I've never seen or heard anything like it. That's wonderful. So um, how did you guys decide to do the professional dancing? Because I want to do that. I just gotta, <laughs> I just have to find somebody to rumba with or salsa with. And I told you, I'll, I'll give you some lessons. Get some rumba and some <laughs> salsa lessons. Very cool. I'll be honest, with, um, with our Helena Bells, we had a masquerade ball. Mm-hmm. And I knew we'd have a jazz band. And then we knew we had a wedding coming up. And I thought, well, this, you know, you see those great Groupons come up. Yes. And I thought, you know, <laughs> love dancing with the stars. And mm-hmm. it couldn't hurt. And it was just a stretch for us to, to do that. But we've had so much fun with it. That's good. And That's it's, a, it's a great date night. It really is. It's a good workout, too. Oh, if you're doing the yes. rumba and the salsa, my goodness. That's really cool. Yes. So um, as we close, what advice would you give to um, folks who are listening? Some are not Christians. Uh, many are. About how to take that next step after you've been through cancer or a diff- difficult financial situation. I, mean, I think a lot of us are living lives we never thought we would live. We had, you know, planned it all out. I did. I had a timeline for mm-hmm. my life and career. Yeah. <laughs> and God's like, whatever. So what advice do you give to folks? We have to realize that our plans are, they're not necessarily God's plans. Right. And we have to sit back, and we have to learn what faith is. We have to separate that emotion and use our discernment and our intuition and trust that and seek that higher power and pray about it, even if you're not a believer. You know, learn to pray and learn to trust. And I honestly, I have started reading C.S. Lewis's Mere Christianity, mm-hmm. and it really, again, for the second time, and it's really talks about the law of human nature and, you know, the logical versus the biblical. And it explains a lot, you know, with people that struggle with how everything works, it really explains the biblical view versus the secular view. You know, it's hard, I think, for a lot of people when they've been through difficult circumstances, whether they were abused as children or or whether they're in an abusive relationship, to trust their gut. Yes. Do you ever question that it's your gut telling you to do or not to do something? Now, being through what I've been through, and it's taken a very long time, I've learned, I listen to I see red flags. I really do. Now, whether or not I pay attention to them. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Exactly. It's still a learning process. Yeah. We have to be very careful as women. And we have to protect ourselves and we have to protect our families. And men do as well. We have to love ourselves enough to notice the red flags. That's exactly right. Because I'm big at ignoring the red flags. Well, I want to do that. We do, because we want to see the best in people, yeah. and we still strive to do that. But the truth is, is that we are in a fallen world. And, you know, we not everyone you might go to church with or that you might encounter are believers. And we have to remember that we set that example, and we're being watched. Yes. We are role models. And they, they're, we're being closely monitored, and they look for a difference. And a lot of people say, mm-hmm. hey, you know, this girl is completely different. 
what's wrong with her. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I think that's very true about um, people watching and realizing that we're not necessarily representing ourselves. We're representing um, the Word of God and what God has called us to do. Right. And how even on the days when you just kind of want to punch somebody out (laughs) (laughs) or tell somebody off, maybe that's not the path to take. And I can imagine dealing with people's taxes, dealing with people's money. You've been in some of those situations. Absolutely. And you want to advise to the best you can. You want to give them the best case scenario and work towards their benefit. But just keep that honesty with them. I think the communication is key. Well, Amy, thank you so much for talking with us today. And uh, last question. What do you think is your um, best quality? And how does that play into the work that you do and your role as as a mom? Man, that's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I, I try to remain organized And I love my family very much. You know, my best quality is I see in the past year really growing in my faith. Yeah. And um, like I said, I'm humbled every day. And it's hard for me to, it's easy for me to look at other people and pick out their qualities honestly than it is my own because I don't feel, I don't feel worthy. I feel like I give the glory to God. And he's, you know, when he, he blesses me a lot. Well, it's your humility and your spirit that shine through most definitely. And we thank you for being with us today here on eavesdrop. Thank you, Fran. I've enjoyed it. Oh, I've enjoyed it too. And we thank all of you for listening to eavesdrop. We are part of big brains media. You can find us at bigbrainsmedia.com. And you can go to iTunes, where you can find us as well. You can subscribe there, um, so it'll be downloaded to you, and you won't have to worry about missing us at all. And uh, we have a lot more interesting shows coming up in the next few weeks. We'll look forward to that. But in the meantime, you can also check out BigBrainedMedia.com and iTunes for the Auburn football show and, of course, the Alabama football show. Also, meteorologist James Spann with a fantastic show about the weather, which uh, we always say here in Alabama, if you've never been here to visit us, wait two minutes and the weather will change. Uh, That's one thing that we we love about it here. And uh, also a show talking about world events and why those things matter to Christians and why you're at such a point in our history when we really need to be paying attention, especially as it relates to the role of the United States and the state of Israel. So um, thank you so much for joining us here for Eavesdrop. We'll look forward to uh, talking to you again real soon. God bless.